Dave, me and my neighbor's barking dog welcome you. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's uh, what's what's new in your neighborhood besides a barking dog? Uh, well, we had a great breakthrough recently. Uh, I'm happy yeah. to report that uh, I now have hot water. Yeah. What what was but, the fix? Uh, the fix was uh, I don't know what it was, but it cost about uh, ten thousand dollars. <laughs> really? Holy yeah. Cow. Well, so here's pro tip. Uh, if you have a tankless water heater system uh-huh. uh, and you are going to hang it outside of your house, uh, even if you drain it and everything is well insulated, uh, there's what I'm sure is like a 10 cent uh, gasket inside the water heater that will snap uh, in the cold. And, oh. uh, and, the, uh, and the recommended solution is to, uh, you know, buy a new one. Yeah. That's that's terrible. It's like, wow, ten grand. Yeah. It's like what is it, like Shaquille O'Neal comes over and runs you a bath or, or what, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, you're right. For for ten thousand dollars, I could probably just not have an automated hot water system. I could actually pay somebody to heat water for me. <laughs> right. Yeah, and bring it over. It, yeah, that's right. Well, no. In in in, in fairness, that that numbers for I actually had three hot water heaters uh, that broke, um, and uh, hilariously. Uh, my, I, I have a, a little ADU, right? A little guest house uh, in the mm-hmm. in the back of my in the back of my house. That water heater broke. Uh, they do not sell the small kind of water heater anymore, uh, mm-hmm. at least from the from the brand that I prefer. And mm-hmm. uh, so now she, you know, so my tenant there is now enjoying uh, a seven point five gallon per minute <laughs> water heater in like a wow. six hundred in a six hundred square foot space. And so I was joking with her that I was. I was I was fixing to install six more showers for her just just in case right. she needed them. <laughs> yeah, have a, have a whole uh, crew over. Yeah, yeah, Great. exactly. Yeah, run the washing machine, everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's uh, hot water. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. How about you? What's going on? I'm all vaccinated. Are you? Congratulations. Yes. Yes. Um, it was, it was pretty awesome. Uh, the, you know, I don't know if you signed up or tried to get people to, to try to sign up people for the vaccination and it's like a mess and everything, but up in Cleveland, they, um, the, like FEMA, the national guard, all that, they, they actually are up at Cleveland state. They're doing like mass vaccinations in mm-hmm. one of the, uh, in, in like the, the basketball arena up there. And they said that they they do about six thousand people a day, and uh, it's like, oh, okay, I'll go up there and and just very low expectations, expecting it to be just a mess and chaos and everything. But I'll tell you what, there it's like there are police officers that they guided everybody in, they direct you right into the parking garage, you you follow the path. There's all these like Cleveland State kids that are volunteers that are like, hello, welcome, how are you, all that like the whole time you're walking in and then there's like all like the national guard. They're like, hello, sir. How, hello, ma'am. How are you? And all that. Like, it was amazing. And it was like uh, a lot of like 101st airborne division was there, like giving out shots and it's like, holy crap. And it, and just to me, it's like, and all I saw, like it was like a bazillion, like privates and corporals. And like, I saw like one Lieutenant, 
but it's like the average age of these soldiers were, you know, it's like 19, 18 right. and so mature, so professional. Um, just, it just really was like su- such a wonderful experience. It was great. That's fantastic. That's great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they moved like you, you basically go down on the floor of the arena and then they had chairs lined up and, and, you know, like a row of like, I don't know, 50 chairs. And then there were like maybe 75 rows of 50 mm-hmm. rows you know, or, or of, of a row of like 50 chairs. Um, and like you go and you sit down uh, in the, you know, like the next available chair. And then there's like in every, for every one of the seats, there's uh, like a couple soldiers with, uh, you know, they, one with an iPad, they look up, you know, who you are, do you have an appointment? And then they're like, yeah, that's you. And you're getting, you know, you're ready for your vaccine, sign this. Um, and then the next person walks up, sticks a needle in your arm, and then they move back to the next person. And, and like I spent, you know, it took me like five minutes to walk in there and get seated. And mm-hmm. 15, like three minutes, I got the shot. And then I had to sit there for 15 minutes and, you know, to make sure there are no like side effects or anything. And I was right. like out of there. But it was it was just so awesome. It's great. That's great. That is great. It's so, man, it is heartwarming to hear about a well functioning organization. <laughs> it's just that's that's yes. really that's great. Yes, yeah. And after all the you know, you know, people with you know, it, it's just like over the past like you know, couple of years in terms of just stuff not working right, you know, and it was like, man, it's like they, they need to do more stuff. So I'm, I'm like, you know, careful what you wish for, but you know, it's like, um, I really got along with them. It was um, really props to the uh, 101st airborne guys here. That's great. That's great. So tell me, did do you, once you got the shot, did your uh, like 5g reception improve? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm like 6g in now. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's awesome. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, enjoy your, enjoy your microchip. Enjoy oh your yeah. Microchip. Yeah. And it, and if you ever wonder where I'm at, you could probably track me. So yeah, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> That's great. Well, tell me what's on, what's on tap for the show today. Oh, so we, three topics and uh, we're going to dive real deep on each. Uh, but uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, uh, Marley Moxon Spike. Uh, we're going to talk about Beyonce, and we're going to talk about Adele. Great, all yep. celebrities in my book. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And uh, yeah, so uh, where should we send people for the show notes? Oh, yeah. If they want to know, uh, uh, if they <laughs> if folks would like to understand the joke that Dave just made about Marley Moxon Spike, <laughs> um, you can you can go to. Uh, the callback episode, which is located on dgshow.org. That's D as in Dave, mm-hmm. G as in Gunner, show.org. Exactly. Yep. And then, um, yeah, uh, so cutting room floor. We got, we got. if you're a bagpipe fan, uh, this is your, like, one-stop shop for bagpipes. So <laughs> there's, there's a really cool article or a, a quick video on how to make your own uh, bagpipe out of um, a latex glove and, and a couple Ooh. straws. So that's great for for your son and um yeah. whoever um he's uh, learning the bagpipe with and um 
there's also another, there's a YouTube video of a lady pay, playing bagpipe in a jazz band, which is phenomenal. She's doing this bagpipe solo. Just I've seen like, this. It's great. It's yeah. Great. Yeah. It's like, I, I can't wait for things to open up and I can go see that band play. So it's like, yeah, give me more bag, bagpipes and jazz. But, uh, <laughs> and then I, I saw another one. There's, um, there's uh, this restaurant in Toronto. They are, um, helping out with, uh, you know, people that are having trouble expensing their lunches as they work from home uh, by mm-hmm. renaming the entrees as expensable uh, office supplies. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, um, and then we got the, the Faraday cages for, uh, uh, for your Wi-Fi router uh, that'll block out all the 5G. Uh, so it'll, it'll keep all the 5G in. So you could yeah. you could buy some of that for um, the person who has everything, and then yeah. <laughs> um, the the best photos from 1977 too. So w- which is your favorite of of the ones that we have in this selection? I gotta say, I really enjoyed the best photos from 1977. There were some uh, well, there's some there's there are definitely some uh, DG Show banners uh, lurking in that list for sure. Oh yeah, I I can't I don't know which one isn't if you ask me. <laughs> I think the uh, the large 1970s sedan uh, that has burst into flame. That one is pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I like the one yeah. with the the guy with like the plastic bag on his head and somebody else setting his head on fire. Um, another, <laughs> just uh, another day in paradise for that guy. Uh, so, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's a nice nice laboratory that he's like testing some out. He, he looked happy too. He was smiling. So, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He seemed to be enjoying himself. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so what's what's you, going on with our friend uh, Mokti Marlin's bike? Yeah. So um, there are some internal battles at Signal, and um, what's interesting there is that you know how like you know recent news you know people are worried about um, content moderation. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, well, you know, you can't let fake news get out too far. And, um, uh, you know, and it's like, well, what, what about signal where it's like, it's, you know, that there's, uh, the, uh, zero trust in terms of like the, the company can't read the the messages because it's end to end encryption. And, um, but the employees are like, well, we could do better than that. We need to, we need to be able to prevent the the bad actors from using signal for nefarious purposes. And um, Mox and Spike is, is uh, um, yeah, he's very libertine in his response of, of like, well, Hey, it's all about freedom and people need to be free to do the, do the right things and all that. And, uh, but there are a lot of people inside signal that are resigning over this and, saying that it's like, no, that's like, there needs to be some sort of controls put in there. And so like, if you go back to October 28th, Signal added the ability to add group links, where if if you get a link, you could actually be part of this like group chat room and you could have up to a thousand people in this room and everything, every communication is end-to-end encrypted. And, um, but the Signal has no idea what the room is called. They have no idea what the, who the members are. They have no idea what the images uh, of the avatar of the of the group. They you know they have no idea what the messages are, and um, 
so, but during an all hands meeting, uh, uh, you know, an employee asked uh, Marlon Spike, you know, it's like, how, how would the company respond if a member of Proud Boys or another extremist organization posted to a signal group that uh, in an effort to recruit members and coordinate violence? And Marlon Spike's response uh, was it uh, because signal employees can't see the content, the app doesn't need a robust content policy. Like almost uh, all apps, you know, it's terms of service state that the product can't be used to violate the law. And beyond that, the company uh, sought to take this hands-off approach. And um, yeah, so um, you know, the 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 other thing that he says is that they aren't amplifying content, unlike, and they're they're also not incentivized to amplify content, unlike some of the more like social networky sort of things, um, mm-hmm. where you know they have the content moderators and everything, and they could block that. Um, but um, you know, the other thing he says is that um, that he doesn't want Signal to be, in his words, neutered uh, in the pursuit of uh, false neutrality between good and bad actors. And um, and uh, he says that Signal exists to improve uh, that experience and make it accessible to more people, even if bad actors find it helpful. And um, he wants to be really careful about doing things that make Signal less effective for those that are bad actors. And... Um, and if it would also make uh, signal less effective for the types of actors that they want to support and encourage. So let, let me pause there and get your take on this so far. Uh, and then we'll talk about WhatsApp and what they're doing. Yeah. So, so I do, think you, do you the, think this is a cop out or is, or is a, where, where do you no, fall? I don't, I mean, I am, I'm obviously reminded of the, the encryption debates of the nineties, right. Um, yeah. Where either you have encryption or you don't have, or you don't have encryption and, um, there's lots of good uses for encryption. And if uh, the general ability, the public availability of robust encryption also benefits some bad actors on balance, that's probably worth doing because there's lots of good things like um, online shopping that <laughs> become available through, right. through these robust encryption. So there's that. Le- so that's kind of where he starts. But I think he's also making, for me, the he- the, the strongest argument he's making in here is that the question seems founded on a conflation of the, let's call it the Facebook problem, where Facebook is not just hosting bad conversations, uh, but it is also actively amplifying the bad conversations, right? Through the, right. Through the, the feed, algorithms and for various reasons, right? Yeah, the, the feed prioritizes a thing that get people to stay on the platform. Right. So just like YouTube and all the other ones, right? That it's yeah. like they're, they're giving you that, which creates the bubbles where uh, signal doesn't do that at all. Yeah, that's right. So signal in, in, in this case, uh, signal is uh, I, I'm sure there's some fancy cryptographers word for this, but it's basically, it's blind to any activity that's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and what this, and what the, what the questioner is suggesting is like, well, maybe signal has a duty to prevent certain people from using the platform for particular purposes. And fortunately, the way that Signal is built, they're in a position where they do not have to exercise that judgment. They're just, mm-hmm. they're just providing the plumbing for anyone to use it for any purpose. And as soon as they decide that one person or another is, shouldn't be using it or shouldn't be using it for a particular purpose, now suddenly that opens up a whole horror show of ethical questions that they, that they have to answer. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Is that a cop-out? Yeah, you could say it's a cop-out, 
but on the other hand, it, he's, it, I th- I, he, he struck me, you know, in, in, in going through his comments here, he is an extremely clear thinker about this problem, right? He's saying, mm-hmm. this is not the problem of uh, algorithmically encouraging bad actors, right? That is not mm-hmm. our problem. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a, that's an adjacent problem to, to, to the one that signal has. And if I were to intervene or if the company was to intervene to kind of quote unquote, clean up the signal platform, then it would, given the set of choices they have right now, it would necessarily mean doing damage to the good actors. And that's not mm-hmm. a trade he's willing to make. And that honestly, that makes perfect sense to me. That's, mm-hmm. um, that is, like I say, that is some, that's some clear thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also think too, that, uh, like when they talk about good actors and bad actors, to me, it's not good actors and bad actors. It's not absolute mm-hmm. of that. Everybody agrees on who's a good actor and who's a bad actor. Yeah. And also um, it's also not binary where somebody is purely good and somebody is purely bad where right. like imagine that there, there are groups that you don't agree with that are nonviolent. So mm-hmm. do you block them or do you not block them? And do you, right. do you have a duty to not block them of, you know, whether it's, you know, you name it of, of, of whether it's you're for abortion against abortion or, you know, climate change or, or all that, you know, do you, do you need to, does a, that platform need to go in and silence that? Do they have that responsibility to si- silence that uh, mm-hmm. discussion, even if it's not violent? Right. Um, and then, also, there are there may be groups that you agree with that um, that turn violent over time, and mm-hmm. you know, it, and at what point is that line crossed? And you know, yeah, if they're rioting at the Capitol, yeah, there's probably a problem. But um, but it, but you know, where can you draw that line before that? It's I think that's difficult, if not impossible, to do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So with um, with, but so then with WhatsApp, I, I saw a follow-up article that said that what they're doing to, to stop spreading misinformation without compromising encryption. And so what they're doing, and which WhatsApp is actually based on the signal protocol, mm-hmm. is that in April of 2020, uh, WhatsApp began slowing the spread of, uh, quote-unquote, highly forwarded messages where, you know, um, you know where if uh, what they what they do is that if a message has been forwarded five times already, um, you can only forward that message to one person or a group at a time, um, and as opposed to like a bazillion people at a time. And yeah. uh, the result is it it cut the spread of viral messages by seventy percent. And um, the other thing that they're starting to do now is they're adding a magnifying glass icon to highly forwarded messages, which um, signals to the recipient that it's not an original uh, construction from the person that sent it. And, um, and it also, uh, that magnifying glass allows the user to quickly Google uh, the content of the message, uh, but then it puts it on the, the onus on the person using WhatsApp to uh, do their own fact checking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then what other people are saying that what, what WhatsApp needs to do is that 
they need to go even further where they need to do on-device fact checking is what they call it, where uh, the app would have a list of known misinformation posts that are going viral at any given moment and WhatsApp would block it. And, you know, and um, so they talk about that um, and, you know, it's, it's almost like a virus list, you know, that, that it would be looking for certain patterns, but I guess in this case it would be thought crime or whatever, but, um, and then, <laughs> EFF says that uh, that um, they, as far as WhatsApp is concerned, they would argue that uh, that model would undermine encryption and the amount of uh, unacceptable assault on digital freedoms. That's simply not uh, end-to-end encryption if a company software is sitting on one of the ends, silently looking over your shoulder and pre-filtering all the messages you send. Yeah. So let's 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 pause there and take a look at that. Do you um, do you think that's a reasonable middle of the road approach? Uh, I think. Well, first of all, it's very ingenious what WhatsApp is doing. Right? Is they're trying to exert some kind of good judgment. They're not mm-hmm. blocking anything explicitly. Right? They're just saying they're just creating an opportunity. They're saying something is highly forwarded. I don't know what it is, but if you click here, you can go fact check yourself uh what it is um i think the eff is making is making a slippery slope argument about that and they're not wrong that like if the whole mm-hmm. point of the thing is to be end-to-end encrypted and but one of the endpoints is compromised by the tool itself um mm-hmm. uh that is yeah i mean that that's cause for concern um i think that uh again what what's up doing is very ingenious. Um, and mm-hmm. I think cutting the, cutting the virality of something I think could be beneficial. I mean, I wonder what the downside is for like, in some cases, viral information is extremely useful. I just went through a storm in Texas and mm-hmm. I, I could have used a lot more viral messages about what was going on. Cause I wasn't getting <laughs> didn't have many yeah. good, good sources of information. Right. So I can imagine virality being a positive in some cases. Um, yeah. Now, uh, interesting though, if I take what signal is with signals position, and then if I take WhatsApp's position, um, in both cases, what they're identifying, the problem is the, the virality is the primary problem, not the fact of the end-to-end encryption. Yes. Right. And, yes. uh, and it's not, and so WhatsApp is taking a more, is intervening, and thereby compromising, ostensibly potentially compromising the end user security. I think they're kind of doing it in an innocuous way. I, I think um, it will be interesting to see if the government is able to or interested in now that the government, now that a government is aware of the fact that WhatsApp can exert a certain amount of editorial control on the endpoints. I wonder if that now opens them up to like legal action, right? Like, can the could the government mm-hmm. go sue WhatsApp to go compromise an endpoint? Um, mm-hmm. w- whereas it seems like signal is signal is not intervening in that way. And I presume that that makes it harder for a government to ask them to do so. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause they're, they're track WhatsApp is actually tracking what the highly forwarded ones are and can paint a target on yeah. who the bad actors are. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing too. It's like, if, if it's truly end to end encrypted, how do they know, whether the message has been forwarded um, or not, 
and whether it's a duplicate. Yeah, that I don't know, right? This, yeah, this is a, yeah, this is exactly why. I guess there's a reason why Signal and WhatsApp are two different things, right? Yeah, <laughs> so. and and I'm sure it's a it's probably a protocol thing, but it's like like to me, it's like maybe they're not looking at the uh, the contents inside the envelope, but they're looking at like the the envelope itself, and they're seeing all these envelopes that look identical, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they all have the same hash. And but to me, if if that's a case, that isn't that a flaw in the protocol where if, you know, shouldn't it be different for everybody that gets it? Yes. Yeah. So you can't tell. And yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's like a, yeah, it's like a hash, right? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so I guess the good, if I were to take these two things together, I suppose yeah. the, I suppose the good news is that, WhatsApp is obviously responding to pressure to keep their communications as secure and sacred as possible in the same way that Signal is. They've made different choices, but Mm -hmm. it's clear that they take that seriously, right? Um, WhatsApp, Mm -hmm. especially given who their owner is, could easily, um, you know, go down that ethical rabbit hole and and start making some, you know, extremely concerning choices. But I think what's interesting is that in both cases, they feel like the security of those communications is a is something that people value, and they need to mm-hmm. and they need to, a way of defending it while also, you know, in some cases addressing, you know, some of these larger problems. So that's good news, right? That they're worried about it. Yes, yeah, and it, but it's also the, you know, this is where, you know, from a surveillance standpoint, is the there is a certain value in the contents of the message, but sometimes the metadata is worth even more of like who's sending it, who's receiving it when they're getting it. And, you know, again, it's that slippery slope of, you know, it's like trying to be as set up the protocol to be as blind as possible to that. And that's where, you know, I I don't know. Like for me, it's like, it seems like people want everybody else to not have end to end encryption, but they want it themselves. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where you'll, you know, you'll see people from the Senate using signal, but it's like, they want to set up laws to, to have back doors and it's like, well, you either do or you don't. And, yeah. and it's the same thing like with the, you know, uh, it, like also like if you think about the, you know, who's a good actor and who's a bad actor, you know, there could be another country that may have different ideas on what's viral and what isn't viral. And do you want to block that? And, and maybe yeah. WhatsApp is doing that in order to be able to play more in those countries that appreciate things like that, right? It could be. Where, yeah. where they, Signal is blocked in those countries. Right. That's right. Hmm. All right. World. Yeah, I want my money back. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's talk about something less happy. Um, okay. Zoom. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, fun, interesting thing that Zoom is starting to do is like, have you noticed that stuff is like leaking due to, um, uh, you know, on the internet due to like screen snapshots or video recordings from uh, Zoom, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and so you got all that stuff, and then um, the. Uh, one of the things that 
you have trouble with is it it's like identifying who the leaker is. And so Zoom is adding a feature that will uh, allow administrators to, uh, by default, watermark audio and video. Cool. Yeah. That's so clever. Like it, that's, a, that's a great yeah. way to solve the problem, right? Yeah, it makes sense, right? And so from like a, a video watermark, it's like if you take a screen snapshot, uh, you know, you'll actually see the email address of the account of that person uh, that mm-hmm. is that took the screen snapshot. And then from an audio watermark standpoint, I guess it's like um, you you need to have like two minutes worth of audio or you know something like that in order to get mm-hmm. like I, I don't know if it's like ultra high frequency uh, to be able to pull that out, uh, but mm-hmm. that that is uh, another option that people have. So um, you know, f- so what's what's interesting though is that from a uh, video standpoint, you can see whether you're watermarked. Uh, or not, right? Because, you know, so you sort of know not to take that screen snapshot because you'll, you know, be watermarked. However, uh, from an audio watermark standpoint, you can't audibly tell, but um, there will be, um, uh, I forget, there's like some, uh, yeah, there's there's a green circular icon with a sound wave and a padlock at the top left of the, the frame next to the encryption icon. Okay, I was wondering about this because of the um, how nefarious this is depends a lot on whether there's disclosure at the beginning of the meeting, like in the same way that, you know, uh, you get warned if you're being recorded. Um, mm-hmm. Also letting folks know that, that the recording is, gonna, is, uh, is being watermarked. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Just so, just so yeah. people are uh, aware of the risks that they are taking if they end up uh, yep. handing out videos of the cat lawyer. Right, exactly. Yeah, so that's fun. Um, that's cool. And it, I, it's I, I don't blame them, and it's it's you know um, I find it to be pretty interesting, and I'm I'm surprised it took this long. If you ask me, uh, for that yeah, somebody to come up with something like that. Yeah, the audio the the uh, the audio fingerprinting is uh, that's especially clever. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. It'll be interesting yep. to see what people do to defeat it. Yes. Yeah, my guess is it it, it could be like. Um, steganography right where mm-hmm. you can um like let's say that you take the audio recording but then you like take it to analog and then to you know or you 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 convert it from 44 kilohertz to 8 kilohertz or something like that to sort of oh, like yeah, trim yeah. off or or do some sort of spectrum right. analysis to find out where it's hidden yeah that's right that's right oh yeah, yeah there's a whole fun like cat and mouse game people are going to play and then people using uh whatever you know, clever algorithms or machine learning or whatever to take the uh, video, take the watermark off the video, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a good yeah. time. Yep. And then um, that whole article um, in the show notes, it, it actually goes into other tips too for people that uh, it's no surprise it's by the intercept, but um, they, they give other tips in the article about making sure you don't get busted and where it talks about things like, oh, if you're a Mac in a largely window shop, you don't want to do like screen grabs of where your cursor has a, um, you know, a, uh, it's it's a oh, black yeah. cursor on a white background where it's the exact opposite on Windows. Right. And, right. 
Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Or like if you have like a toolbar and pop-ups and, and, you know, it's like, Oh, Gunner just got mail and it, it gets, it shows up. In the, <laughs> you want to crop that out, you know? So, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. That's great. That's great. How much fun. Oh, so fun. Yeah. So last, last thing, have you ever heard about the Batman effect? Uh, is this the thing where your hero turns out to be a villain? No, nope. Oh, nope. Okay. No, this right. is this no, is basically yeah. So this this is basically where um, to overcome, say, stage fright, uh, you know, uh, things like that, uh, any sort of anxiety that you're facing, you want to have an alter ego, and and um, you know, in some ways, they t- they say talking about yourself in the third person of like, oh, what would Gunner do in this case? What would Dave do in this place? Or even to the, uh, you know, from a Batman effect standpoint of like giving yourself an alter ego of like, you know, it's like, you know, like, uh, you know, picking out uh, somebody that would be, um, you know, the uh, superhero or whatever that it's like, oh, this is what, what would that person do in this sort of thing? And mm-hmm. so one of the famous examples is with Beyonce where she came up with the alter ego, uh, Sasha fierce mm-hmm. where, um, and it allowed her to perform with extra self-confidence and sensuality. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't want to do that? And, um, Adele, uh, came up with, and she heard about that. And so that, you know, uh, so Beyonce told Oprah Winfrey that in 2008, mm-hmm. um, in 2011, Beyonce uh, told Rolling Stone she basically did the exact same thing. And, and instead of Sasha Fierce, um, she became Sasha Carter. And mm-hmm. um, uh, where, where it was like based upon um, country music star, um, uh, well, Sas- Sasha Fierce's personality uh, plus uh, June Carter, uh, like Johnny Cash's oh, sure. wife. Mm-hmm. Right. So hence Sasha Carter. And, and mm-hmm. that's what helped her with her performances to have a breakout year. And, um, and they say that self, uh, uh, that um, developing an alter ego is, is an extreme form of self distancing. So that's where, like I said, it's like, talk about yourself in the third person. But in this case, it's like, you are um, not even yourself. You're this alter ego that you have. Um, right. And, and they actually did a study with kids and, um, you know the 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 thing with the um, the self distancing is you want to say that instead of I feel anxious or I feel nervous or I feel happy, you want to say Gunner feels happy, Gunner feels this, Gunner feels that, and it's mm-hmm. it's like you're sort of um, taking the outside view. It's sort of like going back to mindfulness classes of like what does the you know like you looking at it from a, an observer or a spectator standpoint as opposed to you being that person in the middle of it. And the researchers, they did a study with kids. And so they had um, the control group where the kids were like to do a particular task. And um, they were, and they they measured their output of what they were doing. The kids that thought about themselves in the third person of, oh, oh, Gunner needs to do whatever. They did 10% better. And then the, um, um, the third group where the, the kids were had an alter ego, um, they did 23% better than the control group. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. It's, you know, uh, 
we think about people developing alter egos and usually it's uh, at least in the movies, it's always like a psychotic break or it's uh, you develop this alternate personality in order to give yourself permission to, uh, to indulge in your darkest desires. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it stands to reason you can actually turn that around. And the other side of that is you could use that self distancing as a way of breaking out of some patterns that you have. Right. Or, mm -hmm. you know, stories that you tell about yourself. It's a, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a cognitive behavior therapy. This is, this is what it's all about, right? You like, you have these like tracks in your mind about mm -hmm. how you're supposed to do things and it's, you know, basically instinctual, but maybe, maybe by creating that distance, you can kind of break out of those thought patterns and, and think about things in a different way get more focus. Mm -hmm. um, that's really interesting. I like that. Yeah. They even said that um, you don't even have to have a single alter ego where, you mm -hmm. know, it's like, you could have multiple where it's like, oh, well, what would the Flash do in this situation in this running this race as opposed to, you know, what would Sasha Fierce do on stage and singing? Um, yeah. 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 So are you going to develop your own uh, Sasha Hellickson or, or what you're going to do? No, I'm going to use uh, David X. I'm going to ask myself constantly, what, what would David X do in this situation? Mm -hmm. That was the other thing they brought up too was like WWJD. Um, as as an yeah. example of that. And um, the other funny thing is that I remember when I was taking, I was going for my RHCA and there are some of these, some of these classes can, the exams are just overwhelming and you just get flustered. And I remember at one point I was like, like I, I had to get my RHCE to take the RHCA classes. And it's like, I, I was like, like, just like, spinning out of control of like, I have no idea how to solve this. And I, I was getting myself all worked up and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm an RHCA. I can think through this. And, you know, and it's like, I, I was like giving myself this pep talk of like, I've done it before. Of uh, you know, I, I am an RHCE or I am an RHCE, mm -hmm. you know, so this problem should be solvable. And I've, right. I ultimately got through it and, and passed the class. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Like it. What a, what a, what a, what a helpful, that's a helpful thought technology. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to come up with some, uh, bunch of alter egos. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's great. yeah. And at least, and at least one of them is, uh, is, uh, Marley Moxon's bike. Exactly. Yeah. What, what would Marley do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, um, so, oh, I forgot. There was, there was one of the other things for the, the cutting room floor. Um, did you see the uh, blue check homes? Oh, yes. Yeah, I love this. I love yeah, this. so that's, that's where, um, like, you know how the, you know, the Twitter people have that nice little blue check mark to make sure they're verified? Mm -hmm. You right. can actually apply to this uh, artist and um, get yourself uh, verified, and you can get a nice blue check with this crest and everything that you could put on the front of your house. <laughs> that's right I know, that'll do wonders for my property value i'm sure oh i'm sure if you're verified yeah 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 because it says right there i'm verified i got the blue check and everything mm -hmm. yeah it's wonderful so to get the to sign up for the blue check and uh mm. to really rock out with some bagpipes um where, where's where's the obvious place that people should go Oh, uh, Gunner should go to uh, dgshow.org. Mm -hmm. uh, that's D as in Dave, G as in Gunner, show.org. Nice. Nice job, Batman. <laughs>
All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, everyone. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you.